Welcome back, everybody, to the Football Fanatic Podcast, your source for the latest NFL news, projections, and analysis. My name is Jacob Galpo, and today we are going to be talking about uh, our off-season talk series. Um, this week we're going to be talking about the AFC East um, and all the different off-season moves, free agent signings, stuff like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, two days ago we talked about the AFC North. Um, this time we're moving 90 degrees around the compass. Um, so we'll continue in that manner. Um, right now we're going about every two days and I think we'll continue that way. Um, so two days ago we talked about the North. Uh, this Today we're talking about the East, then we'll do South, then West, and then we'll go to the NFC and go back around again. So uh, now that you know our schedule, let's get right into today's topic. All right, we are starting off our AFC East discussion with the Miami Dolphins. Um, they have been pretty busy this offseason. Uh, their first move was they released their offensive tackle, Brandon Albert. Um, they also released uh, their defensive end, Mario Williams, and another defensive end, Deion Jordan. Um, a defensive tackle, Earl Mitchell, so it looks like they kind of dumped their whole offensive line. Uh, they also released a corner named um, Ifo Ekpre Alomu. That is a mouthful. Um, they signed their uh, Kenny Stills, who's their number two wide receiver. They gave him a four-year extension. Um, they signed three linemen, Jermon Bushrod, Ted Larson, and Avery Young. Um, they gave their young linebacker Kiko Alonso a three-year extension. Uh, this is a good. This was a good move. I like that. He's uh, Alonzo is a talented young running back, and um, that's something the Dolphins need. Um, they signed safety T.J. McDonald and gave an extension to Rashad Jones, their other safety. So they got a pretty, they're pretty strong at the safety position at this point. Uh, then a pretty big one, they signed linebacker Lawrence Timmons from the Steelers. And um, while he is getting uh, a little bit older, he still is a very good player, um, and he brings a veteran presence that the Dolphins really need in their linebacking core and just on their defense in general. Uh, they also signed two tight ends in uh, Julius Thomas and Anthony Fasano. Um, I Julius Thomas is a decent pass catching tight end, but first of all, he struggles with a lot of injuries, um, and second, he cannot block for crap, which is why he has been team switching so often. Um, but he is an upgrade over Jordan Cameron, who. That's who they had previously. So I think um, the Dolphins realized that Julius Thomas probably, A, will not last the whole year, and B, will not be like a feature tight end role. He's going to have to be, um, he's going to have to share the share the workload with someone else because he is not going to be handling the blocking responsibilities because he is awful at that. Um, and you can see that last year when he played with the Jaguars, and that's, Ultimately, why the Jaguars caught him because he was so terrible in uh, protection. Um, so that's why they signed Anthony Fasano. Um, he's a great blocking tight end, and he can get it done in, um, by catching passes too. 
So it's a good move for them. Um, they might have overpaid Julius Thomas a little bit, but I guess we can't really say that until we see how he performs. Um, they signed defensive end William Hayes, and they re-signed defensive end Andre Branch. So um, there's kind of, like I said earlier, it kind of seemed like they dumped their whole defensive line, um, but they also signed... Like I said, they signed William Hayes. They re-signed Andre Branch. Um, they, while they did dump their other guys, I mean, they had Mario Williams last year, and they paid a lot for him, and he really did not live up to all the hype. Um, so this was a good move for the team. He was taking up a lot of cap space and really was not worth all the money he was getting paid. So it was a good move um, to cut Williams. And hopefully their new their two new guys will play better than Williams did last year. Um, again, Lawrence Timmons signing is big. The veteran presence is really going to help their defense. Um, they have a lot of young players, and bringing someone who can uh, show some leadership on that team is going to be good for them. Um, and also, they strengthened uh, their safety and tight end positions. They got they cut they got rid of some dead weight, um, replaced. Uh, or they got T.J. McDonald on the field, who is a very strong player there. And again, they got rid of Cameron Jordan and replaced him with two uh, complementary tight ends. So I think um, the Dolphins were 10-6 and six last year, and I feel like they... I don't know if I can see them doing much better than that, but I do think they will get around there again. Um, their offense is pretty good. I have a hard time putting too much trust in Ryan Tannehill, but... They have Jarvis Landry. They just re-signed Kenny Stills. They have, so they have talented receivers. They have talented tight ends now. Jay Jai is good. It's just a matter of will the defense be able to step up and keep up their end of the deal. The second team we're going to be talking about is the New York Jets. And um, for those of you who have not been keeping up with the Jets offseason, it is not pretty. Um, they were quite possibly one of the... Not quite possibly. They were one of the worst teams last year. And it's looking like it can only get worse this year. Um, so before I say much else, let's um, go through some of their major moves. Um, first of all, they signed quarterback Josh McCown, who um, really is should not be more than a backup quarterback. Um, he's not a great player. I, I He's done decently in certain roles, but... Really not that good of a player. I'm not sure what they're planning for him, but I have no idea who else they have besides Christian Hackenberg, and I'm not sure if he's ready to start. Um, so they could possibly have signed him to fill the starting role. I'm not sure if the Jets themselves know yet. So that is yet to be determined. Uh, they signed cornerback Morris Claiborne from the Cowboys, who uh, did fairly well last year, so that's a pretty good pickup. But um, that's about all they did. And then um, here are all the people they lost. Um, they released their center, Nick Mangold, who has been one of the, one of the better offensive linemen in the NFL for a long time. Uh, they released Darrell Rivas, who, granted, did not do that well last year. I think he's quite past his prime. Um, probably should retire. I don't think he has. I'm not sure if he's signed with the team or not, but he probably should retire. He's not playing that well anymore. But definitely, obviously, was one of the greatest of all time in his prime. Uh, they released Brandon Marshall, 
Um, again, did not play well for the team, but I think that's partly due to the major woes of Ryan Fitzpatrick last year. Um, Fitzpatrick was awful. Uh, Geno Smith was awful. The Jets really had no quarterback play whatsoever, and I don't really think Marshall was all to blame for the complete inadequacy of the Jets' offense. Um, they released safety Marcus Gilchrist, who is not a great safety, but not a bad safety either, probably a, uh, slightly above average. Uh, they released their other corner, Nick Marshall. Um, so that's, they're down two corners. Uh, they released linebacker David Harris, who ended up signing with uh, the Patriots. Um, so if the Patriots are picking him up, you know, I, Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. Um, so that's that. And then they also released uh, their other wide receiver, Eric Decker. So both of the their two big-name receivers, both of the guys who really gave them a spark on offense. So, I mean, when I look at this roster, the only players that I even recognize are Matt Forte and Bilal Powell. Um, I mean, honestly, with the way that they're going through guys, I'm not sure how much longer they'll be around. Um, the Jets are completely... I don't even know what to say. I don't know if they, I don't know if they're showing mercy to all their vet veterans and giving them the chance to sign with other teams, and that's why they cut everybody. But literally, when you look at a roster and you don't recognize any names, that's probably not a good sign for the franchise. Um, I honestly don't think they have a chance of much more than three wins this season. If you ask me, the Jets are probably going to be the worst team this year, unless there's some major shocker in the draft, uh, one of their draft players, or they have some big trade. But, I mean, the Jets are in complete reboot, restart. The franchise, I don't think they're going to be good. They've cut almost everybody worth mentioning. Um, so there hopefully will be some players on their roster now that we will learn about in the future that can make a name for themselves as Jets, but right now they're right now for this year, I don't think there is much hope for them. Our third team in the division is the Buffalo Bills. They were actually a pretty decent team last year. Um they were kind of inconsistent, but their offense did show signs of a life. They did pretty well in some games, they struggled mightily in others. Um, so inconsistency is something that needs to be overcome with them, but they definitely have shown signs of promise. Um, so they had a fair amount of off-season moves this year. Um, first of all, they re-signed safety Colt Anderson. Um, they lost Mike Gillisley, who ended up signing with the Patriots. Um, he was Gillisley was their backup running back. Um, they restructured Tyrod Taylor, who I don't think they. Um, they didn't originally think that, or the Bills organization didn't think that Taylor was the future of their franchise. And granted, Taylor isn't the best NFL quarterback, but compared to the market that is out there, uh, Taylor is probably one of the better options, which I think is why they ended up sticking with him. But they did need to restructure the contract, as Taylor was making too much for uh, what he was producing. Uh, they signed Mike Tolbert, uh, another running back. Um, this was a good move for them. Um, I think they probably overpaid Tolbert, but, uh, 
McCoy does have trouble getting into the end zone in goal line situations. That was something Mike Gillisley was good at. Um, but now that he's gone, they needed someone to take those goal line carries. I think that's what Tolbert is going to be doing for them this year. They signed safety Micah Hyde from the Packers. Um, he's I am a Packer fan, so I've seen him play. He's a very versatile player. Um, I was sad to see him go from the Packers, so I'm excited to see him play for the Bills, and I wish I hope the best for him. Um, and I think he will do well. He's a talented player. Uh, they signed linebacker Lorenzo Alexander. Uh, they released a safety, uh, Corey Graham. They re-signed wide receiver Brandon Tate. Um, kind of been a journeyman receiver in the NFL. He's been to a fair amount of teams, but, um, the Bills wanted to keep him around, I guess, so they re-signed him. Uh, they lost cornerback Stephon Gilmore, who also signed with the Patriots. Um, the Patriots seem to be picking up a lot of division rival players, actually, this year. Um... But Stephon Gilmore, um, one of the better corners in the league, um, they lost him, so that will be tough um, to overcome. They did. Uh, the Bills picked up a new corner with their first overall pick um, in the first round, so that is good for them for sure. But also, I don't think you should put that much hope in um, a rookie corner to be. Um, kind of saving your defense. Um, he definitely has big shoes to fill. Uh, they signed Steven Hauschka, the Seahawks kicker. Um, and they signed fullback Patrick DeMarco. So um, Patrick DeMarco is one of the best blocking fullbacks in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, so this was a great move for them. Um, they got him at a bargain price, so that was good. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, one of the better... Uh, the, one of the better backs in the league. The Bills have a strong offensive line. And, I mean, the Bills' rushing attack has been quite good um, over the past year. Um, it can only get better, it looks like. Um, they don't have the one-two punch with McCoy and Gillisley anymore. Uh, they do have Tolbert, as I mentioned, uh, for the goal line carries. But McCoy will be carrying a heavier workload, and I think that's why they wanted to get uh, Block and Fullback in there. So we'll see how... Um, McCoy does this year, but I think he will be just fine. Now, they got a better kicker. Kicking was an issue last year, so they went and picked up Hauschka from Seattle, um, who has been a very, very consistent kicker. I believe he was 89% in kicking last year, so that's very good. I'm not sure why Seattle was getting rid of him, but they did. Um, they picked up Micah Hyde, who, as mentioned, uh, very versatile, um, so he will be replacing Corey Graham. Um, and again, they lost Stephon Gilmore, who is one of their better players, um, who went over to the Patriots. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, again, not a franchise QB, I don't think, but he will uh, do well with... He'll do enough for their offense until they can get someone better. Um, and they still uh, lack wide receivers, Sammy Watkins with injuries, stuff like that. Um, he has been injured... Uh, quite a few times over the past few years, so it's hard to trust him to stay in for the whole year. Um, they also drafted a wide receiver in the second round, so we'll see how he does. But he might end up being the number one overall if um, if Sammy Watkins gets injured again. So that's what I think about the Bills. Um, 
Their defense probably needs that's going to be their liability, I think. All right, so the Patriots are the final team in the division. So they, uh, the best team in the league, somehow managed to get better. I don't know how Belichick does it, but he is a magician. Um, so first they release tackle Sebastian Vollmer. Um, and then from there, it's mostly just signing big players. We got tight end Dwayne Allen from the Colts, who isn't one of the best tight ends. But, I mean, he's not going to be the feature tight end. That's Rob Gronkowski. So f putting Dwayne Allen at tight end two, that is a very lethal combo. Uh, as I mentioned, they signed Stephon Gilmore from the Bills, who will be pairing up with, uh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, Malcolm Butler. So that, again, another lethal pair. Two very talented quarterbacks, cornerbacks who are going to be playing across from each other. Uh, they traded for Brandon Cooks from the Saints, as probably most of you know. Um, that was a big one. The Patriots already have a lot of young, talented wide receivers. Now they have Brandon Cooks, the speedy, deep threat um, from the Saints, who's played with Drew Brees. Um, he's going to do well for them, I'm sure. But uh, I don't know how well he will do for fantasy value, just because there's so many... I mean, that's the way it's always been with the Patriots. There's so many mouths to feed on that offense. It's hard to trust any one of them on a given week. Um, they traded for defensive lineman Coney Ely from the Panthers. Uh, they signed Rex Burkhead from the Bengals, um, who, according to Pro Football Focus, was, um, along with Mike Gillisley, who they also signed, uh, those were the two most efficient backs um, who did the most with their carries when they got them. Um, they signed, or they re-signed Donta Hightower, one of their better linebackers, to a four-year extension. Um, again, they signed Mike Gillisley from the Bills. Um, they re-signed Malcolm Butler, so he will be staying, uh, with the team and going across from Gilmore. Uh, and then they, again, um, they signed linebacker David Harris from the Jets. So, I don't know, again... <laughs> Bill Belichick somehow has put together uh, a dream team. I mean, that's kind of been talked about a lot in the NBA lately, where they're just making these dream teams, and it's kind of been overlooked. But, I mean, when I look at the Patriots roster, I don't see a weakness. They have studs at every position. They've got Tom Brady, still a quarterback, who even at 39 years old is on top of his game. At running back, they they have, like, Seven really good running backs. They've got um, Gillisley and Burkhead, who they just signed. They have James White still. They have Deion Lewis still. They have Brandon Bolden. They have, There's so many running backs, even though they lost LeGarrette Blunt. Now they have all these young, athletic, uh, pass-catching backs. Um, they have wide receivers. They've got Brandon Cooks. They've got Julian Edelman. Um, they have a pretty solid offensive line. They have two really good corners. They have good safeties. They have good linebackers. And David Harris and Donta Hightower and so forth. They're, where's the weakness on this team? Where do you attack them? Um, I really don't know. They're tight ends. They have two really good tight ends. The Patriots somehow... Even though they, they won the Super Bowl last year, they were the best team in the league. You can't argue with that. And somehow they still managed to get unbelievably 
way better. They've got like eight big signings this year, and I mean, I don't see anyone dethroning them. Um, a few people have asked me what I think about uh, just early Super Bowl predictions for fun, and I've tried to make a case for the Raiders, I've tried to make a case for the Steelers, but honestly, I don't think there is any team in the league, uh, barring a few major injuries, that can take down the Patriots. They're just too good. There's there's not going to be anyone that can stop them. They're too good at every position, and they really don't have a weakness. So they're going to be very good again. All right, so those are my thoughts on the AFC East. Um, I think I meant to do this last week, but uh, I was gonna. I think I'm going to do projected rankings in the division um, for each of these segments. Um, and obviously, as I just said, I don't think anyone's going to beat the Patriots in the entire league, much less in the division. So if you ask me, Patriots are going to finish on top. Um, Bills and Dolphins, I think, will be in competition for the number two spot. Um, I think ultimately the Dolphins are going to win it because I feel like their defense is better. Um, they still have Nadam Kung Su. Uh, uh, they still have Cameron Wake, I believe. Um, they're, they have the more talented defense and an adequate offense, whereas the Bills have a pretty good offense but not much of a defense. So I think the Dolphins are going to take second place. Um, the Bills will take third place. And then Jets, again, probably will be towards the bottom of the league, if not at the very bottom. There's not a lot of talent on that roster. So that is today's episode. Um, if you've been keeping up with what we've got so far, I've been uploading every two days. Um, and I think I'm going to stick with that schedule, at least for now. So in two days, Wednesday night, um, I will be uploading the next episode, which we will be talking about the AFC South, which is the Colts, Titans, Texans, and Jaguars. So we'll be going through all of those uh, off-season moves, just like we've gone through this division. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Um, hopefully you guys are as excited as I am for that. So um, with that, uh, be blessed, stay safe, and have a great 4th of July.